Welcome to Hey Mom Hey Podcast. My name is Shari James. I am creator of this podcast and fellow mommy. I'm so excited. This is episode five. We have a special guest on today, Ms. Sharina Mason-Smith, entrepreneur, mommy, wife, and amazing woman of God. Listen out for her testimony. She talks about her business. She's talking about balancing motherhood. Um, I just was so inspired by meeting her, hearing her story, hearing what God is doing in her life. And I thought that it only be right that I share with you what she shared with me. All right, so let's get started. Here she is. Hi, Sharina. Are you there? Yes, 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 yes. I'm here. Yay! So welcome to Hey Mom Hey, everybody. Sharina Mason-Smith is who we have on the podcast today. Just to tell you a little bit about her before she goes in and tells you just about all the amazing things that she's doing right now, all the amazing things that God is doing in her life. Um, Sharina has her own business by the name of Our Daily Bread. It's a meal prep company. She also does network marketing for It Works. She's a mom. She's a wife. She just does it all. And so that's why we have her on here today. Um, I met Sharina by way of Facebook, but um, when we spoke on the phone, the one thing that I will say is I just experienced so much humility from her and just being open and genuine and transparent about her story. So I want her to tell her story to you guys so you can be just as inspired as I am. So Sharina, um, let us know a little bit about just first, like who you are, your testimony, how did you fall in love with Jesus? And just tell us, like, what do you have going? now well thank you for that um introduction shari i really appreciate it um so my name is sharina i am a 29 my last of my 20s um 29 year old you're making <laughs> me feel bad i'm 31 <laughs> oh that's okay girl you know 30 is the new 20 but you know when you're in that last year of your 20s you hold on very 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 tight um but, I think it's um, better in your 30s though so be excited I think so too I'm super excited just looking at this last year of my 20s mm -hmm. it has me so excited about what 30 holds yeah um but I am a mom of well first I'm a wife yes. um to my husband Greg uh, we've been married for five years awesome. thank God for that um and we have two beautiful kiddos um, we have Peyton who is six years old. She's six, mm -hmm. not five. She's six going on seven this year. And then we have baby Greg, who is a second and he is turned, he just turned two. Um, so as you mentioned, um, I am a two time business owner, um, one to my meal prep company, my daily bread. Um, and then it works, which is a network marketing company. First, and we rewind. About 10 years ago, I was mm -hmm. 19 years old. My life probably did not look like what my parents, not probably, it did not look like what my parents raised and expected for their mm -hmm. child. Um, at the age of 19, I was so troubled, so broken, didn't even know it. Um, I was at that time of my life probably started, well, it started when I was 18, um, but I was an exotic dancer. So I was a dancer in a club, you know, known as a stripper. So mm -hmm. at that time, that was my, um, that's what I was doing at that time. Um, I was living in an alternate lifestyle. I actually was living with a woman who was my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was also heavily drinking and had found myself getting mixed in with cocaine um, and drugs of that sort. I really didn't, I didn't really like weed, but I did smoke weed, but I just found myself um, getting involved in really liking cocaine because it was such an upper and I'm an upper bubbly person naturally. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of took me to a whole nother level. Um, but what I'm so amazed at is that even in that place of my life, I was not raised in church. So I grew up, my, my dad is a Southern missionary Baptist church 
guy in a country town of Arkansas. My mom is Filipino, raised in the Philippines, and she grew up with a Catholic background. So we just didn't go to church. Mm. Um, you know, growing up, I would go if my aunt took me or if I visited my family, but I did not have a um, foundation of this is the way Christians live or this is what we believe or anything of that nature, just the pop-ins of my life that I had. Yeah. Um, and so at the age of 19, I'm so amazed by God. I'm so grateful to him because um, even as I was in a lesbian relationship, um, he used that to draw me in. So I was um, in a relationship that didn't work out and I was introduced. I had met a girl in the club. It just shows how God works everything together for your good. So I was a dancer in the club. I met a girl um, who I ended up later dating. Um, and long story to be short, she had a grandmother that I ended up meeting who was a woman of God. Um, and when I met this lady, um, she didn't know anything about me. She didn't know that I was broken. She didn't, I mean, the girl I dated didn't even really know that either. We were just having fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I met her and she just spoke to my new only someone who talks to God knows because nobody knows the stuff because I'm really good by by my humanity and hiding things and being strong and you're not going to see my hurt and you're not going to see that I need any type of help and she just I met her and she just began to speak into my life um, into the broken areas um, that I had um, that I was not really trying to deal with but were a by but was really the reason of all these different things going on in my life you know mm -hmm searching for the love in the wrong people and the wrong faces and, and the things that I was seeking for in drugs and the things that it was taking me away from having to deal with. And, um, you know, I gave my life to the Lord. That was in 2008, mm -hmm. um, September 28th of 2008. I met this lady probably in the beginning of that time. And I thank God because it just took me on a journey um, that has led me to the progressing journey that I'm on now. Cause I'm still not where, you know, I could it's be ongoing, but, very um, much. So it's for always, all of us. It's an ongoing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Always ongoing. Um, and even, you know, even though I had given my life to him in 2008, you know, I really didn't get serious until, um, I was 22. <clears throat> so that was like a three year up and down journey for me of coming to the Lord running back to my sin, coming back to him when he would woo me and, and draw me back and show me grace and show me mercy and show me love. And then still wanting my old sin. When we talked yesterday, you know, I kind of, um, I, uh, compared it to the Hosea and Gomer story in the old Testament, you know, she continued to go back to her, to her, to her whoredom yeah. and, and God continued to draw draw her back to him you know I committed adultery spiritually on the Lord all the time and wanted my sin more than him but he still loved me even more you know um that he continued to draw me until my heart got settled and anchored and said you know I'm done playing um this is what I'm gonna do you know just like relationships mm -hmm. right Peace, someone who loves you you're like I'm not gonna let you go I'm gonna be here until um until you just really realize I'm not going right. anywhere and this is for real um, and so by the age of 22, I was a single mama with a guy who didn't want the child that I was pregnant with. Um, and I let the Lord know, you know, Hey, and sometimes, you know, I love God because he even accepts us to come back to him in those oh, moments. Yeah. Like, Hey, I can't do this. You know, it's not always some, Oh Lord. It's like, Oh Lord, you know, I can't do this without you. I need you. Will you help me? And he's like, of course, I've been waiting for you to ask me this. Cause I know this is what I need to really show you what I'm about, you know, I'll take this. And I was pregnant with my daughter. I was 22 years old and I was not expecting to have any kids. Um, and I did not believe in abortion though. And so I was like, you know, I can't even raise a child. I will not raise a child being someone who drinks all the time, who's smoking cigarettes, not taking care of her body. Um, not living in a lifestyle that I would want another child. Even though I was in that lifestyle, I knew it wasn't right. You know, the, that that within me that was always there knew what I was doing wasn't what I was supposed to be doing um and so I just knew I couldn't raise a daughter like that and that started my real journey with him um that has even been a, with its highs and lows and stuff and that's where I am today now just serving him um and just really fighting for my relationship with him um, to keep it where, you know, where, where I, I desire for it to be. Right. That is so awesome. Um, you mentioned so many different things. And I think that one, 
the beauty of motherhood in all its imperfection is that, you know, God uses our, first of all, he knows the right children to give to, you know, the right mom, right? It's almost like they serve as our little mirrors. And, you know, there's so much grace, though, in the midst of, you know, the imperfection. And it's almost like he uses them to help us to see ourselves or to even think, you know, well, what would I want for my child? And it almost motivates us to, you know, grow closer to him so that he can get us where we need to be. But one thing that I wanted to ask you is because you talked about how you were living this alternate lifestyle, then you became a mom. And, you know, in the midst of all of that, you know, you found God. What was that what was that change? Like, what did that change look like for you emotionally, like spiritually? Because yes, we say yes to Christ and and we receive the free gift of salvation, but then your mind needs to be renewed. So what was it like, you know, for you? Because now you're a wife, you know, you're amazing woman of God living on fire for Christ. What was that renewing like? What, you know, like, what does that process even look like for your mind to be renewed? Because, yeah, you say yes to Christ, but do you just no longer like, are you just no longer attracted to other women? Are you just, you know, there's certain things that maybe God will take away right away. But we all know that we have to go through sanctification. So what was that process like for you to kind of renew your mind? It was a process actually, um, like you said, some things were just done. I was just done with like drinking and the smoking and stuff like that. But one of the most difficult things for me was coming out of that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I even was continuously being sanctified. And even as a married woman, um, and I talked to so many people, thank God, because he uses your story to help someone else. And I talked to so many people and let them know, like, it's not, some things are not an overnight process. So that looked like me, first of all, being okay with where I was yeah. and bring, bringing that to the Lord. So for a long time, denial that I was still struggling with some of the yeah. thoughts and some of the mindsets and some of the memories that I had, um, because let's be honest, sin is pleasurable for a moment, right? And so I um, struggled a lot with admitting to the Lord that I still struggle with this not realizing he's seen it all along. So a lot of my sanctification could have been, you know, probably shorter had I just been honest with myself. Yeah. Um, and so for one thing, it's being aware of where you are and what you struggle with mm-hmm. and not being ashamed with that because he can't come into a place that you're not willing to admit exists. Right. And so, you know, some people will come and say, I don't struggle with that anymore because that's what they feel they're supposed to say. But yet then they find themselves right back in that lifestyle because they never let God in to renew their mind. So my mind renewal process um, looked like seeking his word because I needed to understand that the world was telling me what I was doing was okay. Right. But I needed to know where in your word, Lord, does this say that this is not right so that I can have an understanding for myself right. that I shouldn't be doing this. Because in everything you do, you've got to get an understanding. So some kids don't, they don't, they don't understand that the stove is hot. So when you tell them don't touch the stove, what do they do? They want to touch it. (laughs) They want to touch it. And so it's at that point, oh, I understand that stove is hot. I'm not going to touch it anymore. And so I had to get an understanding for the things that I struggled with personally. Right. And yes, someone can pour into my life that could go through it, but there's still a process with God that only I can take in that journey. Um, that will really truly deliver me um, from that. And it took me years. I'll be completely honest, Shari. It took me years, maybe the last couple years that I've truly been free of all the residue that that lifestyle brought into my spiritual life. Um, And where I can finally say like, okay, I don't look at a woman and say, oh, well, that's a woman I would have dated back then. Or man, I miss that person. Or man, I miss the way that that person made me feel because these are the real things that people, especially coming out of that lifestyle, struggle with silently. Yeah. They, especially in that lifestyle, because it is like, we understand there are other sins. Homosexuality is not the only sin, but Mm -hmm. it is one of the only sins that people hone in on so much. 
because they don't understand. Yeah. And so what I try to do as someone who has come out of it is to be real with people. Like, yes, you may look at someone. Yes, you may have a thought, but you've got to understand. Another thing that my my um, renewal came from was reminding myself who God said I was in his word. Mm. Um, I had to know who he said I was because a lot of what I struggled with came because I didn't have an identity. I didn't know myself. And I did a lot of the things I did in my life because I did not know Sharina. And so God had to tell me, let me remind you who you were before I put you in your mother's womb. Let me remind you what my word says about the great plans that I have for you, the thoughts that I think towards you, um, all of the things that the word of God is so full of, um, all of the things that the word of God is so full of, I had to remind myself that. And I didn't know that without being in his word. So one of the hugest things, like even being connected in a church or being connected in a Bible study or being connected to someone, you still need to seek the word for yourself because it's a one-on-one type of thing. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I would not be satisfied if I only spent time with my husband in a group of people. I would get tired of that after a while. You wouldn't, wouldn't even truly know, know each other. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. I would only know him in the persona that he would give off when we're around people. Cause we all know we are different around people. Mm-hmm. Different people bring out different things. And ah. like, sometimes I'll be with my husband and I'll be like, hold up. You don't be acting like that with me whenever we at that. Where right. did that come from? <laughs> you know, where did that come from? And, and so, you know, it's the one-on-one time that I have with him that really allows us to deepen our relationship with one another. And it's the same thing when it comes into a relationship with God. And so I had to, seriously, I wanted change so bad. Mm. I didn't want to think that way anymore. I knew it wasn't right. I got tired of struggling with those thoughts. So I literally just would pray. And I didn't even know what I was saying at some points in time, but I was just like, just change me, Lord. And he would begin to show me in the scriptures and speak to my spirit as I began to learn his voice. Mm. I began to know what he was saying. I will tell you when I first got saved, it's amazing because, you know, we can't really put him in a box because he deals with everybody so differently. But I can share how he dealt with me Um, when I um, first got saved and I was really struggling with that. The one thing that he came to me in was a dream and I don't remember seeing anything but I can remember a voice so clearly telling me I'm going to take women out of your life that was all I needed all I needed to know that he was going to do it and I continued to pursue it yeah wow that's so amazing um I've heard the saying be said before that God reveals to heal. And so, like you said, he can't heal something that we're not even, you know, open to acknowledging as an issue. Right. Absolutely. And so um, I think that's so big. Like, I love your transparency because I think one one facet of being a Christian and being in relationship with with Christ that a lot of people don't get to see is that it's really an imperfect person saying that I'm in need of a savior, right? It's not a person who's puffed up and prideful saying, oh, I got it all together. I'm perfect. I have the right to judge someone else. But it's like, no, 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 no. I know that I need help. Therefore, um, you know, because of the open like love that God gave me before I even knew I needed him. That's why I'm dedicated to him. Um, Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? And I think people need to hear, like, even when you decide to give your life to Christ, there is a transformation that takes place and it takes time. And it's not an overnight thing. So like for me, you know, when I was in the world and, you know, I was sexually active just because I gave my life to Christ doesn't mean that I didn't desire sex, you know, but right now I had the strength from the power of the spirit to be able to say in those moments when I, you know, maybe wanted it like, uh, no, this is not something that I have to pursue. And, and, and as you get strengthened in your walk with God, like as you read the word, as you learn your purpose, I think purpose has a lot to do with it, right? Because then Absolutely. I don't look at my body as a tool for, for some man's pleasure, but I look at my body as a temple, 
you know, right. somewhere where God wants to dwell. And because he's given us dominion over the world, he wants to move by his spirit through me to do things here on earth. Right. So I think when you understand purpose, you look at yourself and your and and why you're here and your body and all of these things differently. But I'm so glad that you mentioned the fact that, look, it's not an overnight process. There are things that you will still struggle with. However, the spirit of God is what helps you. Being connected to the body of believers is what helps you. Honesty is what helps you. Um, so that's really, really amazing. So let's talk a little bit about these businesses that you have. And I want to hear the real, like, is entrepreneurship what you thought it was going to be? Because <laughs> let me tell you, I was an entrepreneur before I even knew what entrepreneur was. Like, I just liked getting things and making a profit off of them. It could be my books. Um, I started braiding here at a young age and I literally would just say, hey, mom, can my friends come over? But really, they were my clients. She just had no idea. She thought they were my friends. And so I had no idea that that was entrepreneurship. But in my now business, you know, now that I'm older and more mature and I'm trying to grow a larger, you know, profitable business entrepreneurship is a lot of work. Like it's, it's a whole lot of work. Um, especially when you start off by yourself, you're trying to do every part of it. And I honestly, you may not be gifted in certain areas as you are in some. So tell me, is entrepreneurship everything that people think it is? What was it like starting your business? Tell us all the details. I would say from someone who did not grow up seeing entrepreneurship, absolutely not what I thought it would be. Okay. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't raised in a household where entrepreneurship was encouraged. Mm. My dad still, as I'm a business owner and I've been one full time for a year now, my dad still encourages me to go to school and I politely let him know that's not my <laughs> Is he like sending you job posts? Like, um, Sharina, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> No, he's every time I see them though. So, hey, you know, how's that? It, it's still working good. Going to continue. Um, but no, it wasn't what I thought it was because my perspective of entrepreneurship was I ain't going to work for nobody. I get to call the shots. Oh, but, yeah. And it was completely wrong. So um, I had to learn how to do all the things. I've always had those skills. I've always been a hard worker. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed making great money, being rewarded. I've always been, you know, growing up, I was always someone who was like overachiever, you know, um, had a lot of the personality traits, the things that, you know, would make a great entrepreneur. Um, but I didn't understand how much work it would be. And I didn't understand that it was okay to not do everything like you said. So, one of the things that God deals with me and my personality is the controlling part of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that OCD part of it that has to take care of everything because two are better than one. Absolutely. Um, it wouldn't be in the Bible and Ecclesiastes if it wasn't the truth. Yeah. Um, and so he really had to let me know, like, it's okay for you not to be okay with this. It doesn't take away from who you are. So for instance, you know, um, I have a best friend who's really great at being an admin assistant. Mm -hmm. It's what she's done in her career. She's just naturally gifted as it. Mm -hmm. And so she came in to intern with me during the summer and we just decided to make a business deal that that's what she would be for me going forward. Wow. So what it does is when I can see in that, and it just is, it all connects spiritually when you can, when you can admit your weaknesses yeah. and you can admit where you're not strong, it helps you give that weakness to someone else to be strong in and you'll be okay and still be strong. Right. I'm okay with not being, I'm okay with not, with being weak in areas because just like I know Christ is strong in my weaknesses, I know that the same thing, because it's a relational thing with your relationship with God, that in my relationships on earth, that there are some people who are stronger in my weak areas and God put them in my life for that reason. Right, right. Would you so, say that, and and not to cut you off, would you say, though, because you touched on something, um, would you say that as you grow in your relationship with God and you learn to trust him, that it makes it easier to trust the people that he's placed in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, I am a firm believer that um, everything I'll say in a horizontal, my pastor taught me this um, in marital advice. I'll say that everything horizontal relationship wise is a reflection of your vertical. Mm. So meaning every person that I have a relationship horizontally with my husband, my friends, my kids, my mom, my dad, you know, all of these things is a direct reflection of my relationship with God. And so when I have issues trusting people horizontally, I need to look spiritually in the mirror to say, God, there are some areas where I don't trust you um, because otherwise it wouldn't be reflecting in my natural. Everything. Wow, that's big. <laughs> that's huge. With, the, with, with, yeah, it goes through the, with the natural. And, you know, when I heard that advice, it really does go with everything, you know, um, because God is always constantly dealing with me, especially with my kids. Like I'll do something or they'll, they'll do something and they'll be a certain way. And he'll say, it's so funny because the Holy Spirit talks to me like, yep. well, where do you think she got that from? <laughs> yes. Where do you <laughs> think she got that they from? They never listen. Yeah. Hear the Holy Spirit say, do you listen? Exactly. <laughs> I thought I was the only person. No, you are one. not the only. Let me tell you, Holy Spirit checks me all the time. I'm like, okay, let me Thank call you. myself real quick. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, that's exactly. And, you know, even with my marriage, he's like, well, you're so quick to look at this. Let's look at me and you. Yeah. And he uses it as a teacher teaching moment for me. So yes, I do see that the areas as I learn to trust him more, my guard comes down so much because for me, I have such a high guard because people have let me down. Relationships have let me down. You know, relationships have not been what I expected them to be. And then I would, I would carry that everywhere else. Um, and I see that as God really begins, as I begin to allow him, you know, he's always willing, but am I open right. to him to move in these areas? Am I giving him access? Cause he's a gentleman. Am I granting him the access to work in these areas in my life so that it can affect my entire life? Right. Um, and so, yes, I do see that as I open up to him and I trust him more, I trust people easier because I trust that he's not going to allow me to put my trust He's not, he's guarding me. He's, he'll let me know by, by discernment, you know, as my relationship with him grows and I listen to him a lot, you know, a father is going to tell you, Hey, not that one. No, absolutely. You know, I had it happen with my accountant, not to say my first accountant in my business was a bad accountant. He's an amazing accountant. But if I had listened to the Holy spirit back in August, my accounting and my bookkeeping would have been in a different place. Because he, because the Holy Spirit told me not this one. Yeah. And I would have been on the search for another and it, and I wouldn't take me, you know, so it's just like, just that, that relationship and just listening to him, it really does help in all aspects. Yeah, that's good. Um, You mentioned the word discernment. And so um, I think what a lot of women who have a relationship with God and there are, I mean, whether you, whether you are new to Christianity or you've been a Christian for years and years and years and years, discernment um, is something that I think we are all continuously growing in because God may speak to you in one way in one season and then in another season it may shift. It may be totally different. Um, but I think the thing about it is like, okay, God already knows the things that he wants to do through us, right? And it's up to us to say yes. So as we stay in connection with him, he speaks to us along the way. But I think what happens is that because we're human and sometimes we're prideful and, you know, we take our eyes off of God and we start looking at the world um, because this happens for a lot of Christians. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, we start to kind of want to do things our own way. So it's like, oh, God, thank you for the idea, but I got it from here, right? So, oh, my gosh, you yes. know, we find ourselves in these messed up situations where is if we would have been patient and we would have consulted God, we could have, you know, bypassed certain situations. But you mentioned something that's really important because as an entrepreneur, I think, a lot of times when you're a small business, you are like, I can't really afford an accountant. I can't afford, you know, I can't afford all of these different things. Um, but you did mention how God placed the right people at the right time. Absolutely. So what would you say to those 
entrepreneurs that are starting up, they have a small, you know, business. Um, how do you find, like, are there free resources out there? Like, you know, for, you know, maybe like bookkeeping or account, like what is the importance of those things? Because I learned last year, um, well, I, I learned this year, February, um, which made a year for my cookie business that, you know, <laughs> I was spending a lot more money than I Right. Like, I'm going to just be all the way 100. Like, we made good money for it to be, you know, a new business. But I spent a lot more than I made because keeping proper tabs on like everything that was going out. And so this year I have an opportunity to do things totally, totally, totally different. Um, I actually, um, you know, do like a spreadsheet right now currently, which I know is very, very old school. Um, What would you say to those um, you know, that are just starting, like, w- how do you keep up with those things? Cause those things are important and you're in business to make a profit. <laughs> so that is like key that should be in your key, like forefront at all times. So don't tell us do what's your advice your based on your experience. Um, yes, two, are- it goes back to that <laughs> again, yes, I was a person Stop that did not anything by yourself. You know, I actually still struggle with that. I, I was sitting in the living room mm-hmm. with my mother-in-law the other day, and I just really realized, like, how hard it was for me to just ask her to watch my son while I'm doing something. And, you know, it's really hard sometimes to ask mm-hmm. people for help, but you've got to push past that feeling and understand that asking for help is yeah. okay. Um, you know, connect with someone. I highly recommend mentors. Yeah. Highly highly recommend mentors. I have a few of them. And the amazing thing about God is that when you ask him for something, he will deliver, especially when it's in connection with your purpose. I could go on and on about the people that he has strategically and divinely placed in my life to help me along the path of the purpose he's called me to. It all connects together though. You know, you've got to seek him for it. Like, don't be the, don't be the person who gets the plan you know, like Jericho, he gave very specific directions for the vision. But if he had, if they had ran away before he gave the direction for the seventh day, they would have been doing something completely wrong had they not just waited on God um, and just asked for direction. And so I really highly recommend just seeking God first, of course, ask him for the plan, ask him for the vision. Don't be in a rush. Understand that his timing is perfect. Because there are a lot of decisions I made in the beginning of my business that cost me tremendously, tremendously. Yeah. (laughs) I think, I think most entrepreneurs would agree on that one. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of how you learn too, right? Um, Yeah, absolutely. You make a lot of mistakes in the, I mean, especially when you're creating something Um, You know, although a lot of the businesses that maybe we have exist in another form, you're still doing something that is unique because it's you, right? So, um, you know, there is definitely a learning curve. I think that to be an entrepreneur, I don't know if you would agree with me, but I think that you have to enjoy a challenge, You have to enjoy overcoming challenges because they constantly present themselves. And I don't know if that will ever stop. I think that you will, you know, conquer different things. But I think that especially as society evolves, right, the needs of people, because you're providing a service. So as people's needs change and evolve, you're constantly going to have to grow and you know, figure out how to change things in your business. Would you kind of agree Absolutely. that that's pretty it's much, entre- you know, time. entrepreneurship? You know, even and even not just entrepreneurship. So another thing um, that I wanted you to talk about, because you are a mommy of not one, but two beautiful children. And I wanted you to talk about like, 
you know, we talk, we hear so much about uh, work-life balance. I am totally of the thought that it does not exist. I think that my work is a part of my life. It's a part of my purpose. My, ch- my child is a part of my life. He's a part of my purpose. And so I don't know necessarily that there is a balance. I think it's prioritizing, you know, giving to each thing in each moment as it's needed. What, you know, for you, how do you, you know, prioritize and balance your, your, you know, what you do professionally and your family and your wife and all of those things in your friendships? How do you balance like those things? <laughs> it does not exist. Just the idea of it is like crazy yeah. because some days looks different than others. And this is an area that I'm continuously growing in. And the Lord is really have, having me to focus on a lot. Um, it's a huge area yeah. of focus for me. And it is about prioritizing and knowing that everything that's important that needs to get done is not priority. Um, and so I use a calendar heavily. Um, I'm really getting focused into using an hourly calendar yeah. because it's really important to know what time you have. So um, just, and also explaining to my yeah. kids so that they understand, like, mommy's not neglecting you. Mommy's doing this because, and letting them know that mom, what, what I do, because if they don't know what I'm doing, then they just think that I'm gone all the time or that I'm always working. Um, so I try to make sure that they understand that everybody is on right. the same page, that we're all understanding what mommy is working for and that eventually it's not going to be as much as I do now. Cause I do work a lot. Um, but finding that balance and having that control that says, okay, yeah. work a little later when the kids are down for bed, be really diligent and focused when you do have time with them. Don't have your phone around, you know, it's just setting these boundaries. Um, it's really. So quality so over quantity my child without a phone means a lot more than me sitting there with them for three hours and I've been on my phone Facebooking all day. You know? Right, <laughs> um, right, right. That's cool. That's really cool that you brought that up um, because I think, you know, we live in a time where we don't, we shouldn't just see our kids as just kids, but they're intelligent, you know, human beings that are just, you know, growing, you know, in a different space than us, right? But, you know, giving them the respect and the honor of of understanding, you know, what it is that you're doing, one, it teaches them. And two, can we please get away from the mindset that work is The Bible talks about working hard. You know, it's like... In the book of Proverbs, people don't even understand. Yes. And working on to the Lord. I don't understand why we make it seem like working is a bad thing. Like we're Absolutely. with purpose I mean, to do Proverbs good works for God. Everybody always wants to talk about. They don't understand she was a boss. They don't right. understand she was a boss. I mean. Absolutely. For her whole household. Hey. She like, sold goods in the marketplace to take care of her household. She made sure they were good. And then she went and did her business. So, yeah. you know. We're, we're raising young children who are going to be adults one day. And, you know, the way that your child is going to be an adult in this society is based on what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what Absolutely. you show them that is possible, you know, the, you know, how you affirm them and all of those things, you know, are having Absolutely. an impact on them. They're watching you. And it's a beautiful you know, like to hear my six-year-old talk about entrepreneurship or like, you know, now, like when we go out, he just randomly, he's so used to talking about his cookie business. He's like, hey, you want a cookie? Yes, we have chocolate so chip. Good. We have, you know, to me, that's you know, like, Absolutely. yes, I'm like, go for it. Um, you know, and, and one thing that I, I didn't share with you, Sharina, but my son Nico was um, diagnosed to be on the autism spectrum. That's how I even came up with this whole, you know, God even gave me this vision for entrepreneurship with him 
was because I was told all of these things that he wasn't going to be able to do. And at the time, he couldn't speak on the same level as his peers. You know, now he's having conversations about his business. Do you know how encouraged that is to me as a mom? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it, it, like you said, it's all connected. Um, It's so beautiful for your children, even though they may not fully understand, to see their mom walking in purpose, to even see, you know, maybe some of the challenges that you experience. Maybe there's frustration. They may not, you know, whatever it's all working together. And I think it's so beautiful. And, you know, having two kids, one thing that I do make sure that I express to my kids is that you don't have to do the route that I'm going. Like my daughter, she wants to be a teacher. And so I pour into whatever desires. Educators, we need more. You know, entrepreneur (laughs) is not the end goal, but it's the goal that God gave for me. So I really try to make sure that they, dig into what God has for them, not putting my dreams and my, the things that God has my purpose on them, but being okay with whatever purpose God put inside of them. And then making sure as a mother that I push them towards that and not towards my purpose, my, the plans God has for my life. Cause my daughter doesn't want to do entrepreneurship. She wants to be a teacher and we have a classroom in her class, but now my son who's two years old can't stay out of the kitchen (laughs) He's always trying to help me with the meal preps. He's always trying to help me with the bags. So, you know, I see that little bit of maybe he might be wow. an entrepreneur later and we'll see how that goes, you know. So I really try to make sure that's for specifically yeah. for them that I'm pouring into what God has for them, not for me. Yes. That's good. That's good. And, and you're right. I think entrepreneurship is while it is a very trendy topic and while it is a passion for a lot of us, it is not for everybody. And it's not the only way that God uses us, you know, here on earth, because I worked in corporate America before. And at the time, yeah, so you get it. It's like at the time that was our ministry, right? And so, yeah, I think that's very important too. Like, because it's such a trendy thing, I don't want it Uh, you know, I'm not trying to place it above working for someone else and contributing, you know, to a company, because I think, like you said, at the end of the day, where does God want you? Wherever he wants you is where you're most valuable. And that's really all it's about at the end of the day. So that is awesome. Um, So tell me how, how does your husband feel about you know, what God has caused you to do. Was there ever a time when you told him about, you know, this business that you were going to start that he was like, ah, Sharina, I don't know about that. Like, you know, did God the same time um, that he spoke to you about probably it? probably thinks I'm the craziest woman on the world, on the planet. Um, because <laughs> I come to him with these crazy things that I believe God has told me even down to the point where I said, you know, and I, and I, if you are not married, please don't ever go up to a man and tell him this ever in your life. Please keep it between your journal and you and God. Cause you, you know, um, I say that because, okay. you know, I knew he was going to be my husband. So, um, I was the crazy girl that was like, you know, God told me I was going to marry you. And he was like, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. And here we are five years later. So he takes a little bit, you know, he, he's a little bit, we're very different. So I'm the person that takes it and runs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I run too quick and I'm ahead of God. Um, but he is the person that's gotcha. my husband's so full of wisdom. And he's like, you know, maybe we should um, think and consider about this or maybe, you know, you know, so he he has learned to come along with it. I think that my track record um, in my faith of the crazy things that God tells me. Yeah, um, I think that he's you know, we've been married five years now. He's he's been able to see, OK, my wife isn't. Looney Tune. She right. She's right, a, like maybe she's hearing she's from God. Tune, but I think that she's tuned. I think she's tuned in with the Holy Spirit. So I'll just go with her, and then we'll yeah. pray about it as we continue to go. We'll continue to seek God and and let Him direct us. So He's definitely um, 
because I'm so ambitious on certain things I've got. So I'm such a visionary. Like I am a vision, like that's just a person that God has made me. I am a visionary. I envision a lot of things for my life. Um, and I've envisioned them for years. So he's kind of just got on board with it in the beginning. It probably was a lot for him to handle. Um, and you know, I'm also a person that's once my mind is made up, really, there's not a lot except God that will get me off of it. Um, and so he's just kind of learned to adjust with that and just kind of get in the flow and speak up whenever he needs to in regards to, Hey babe, maybe not, you know? Um, so he, is yeah. definitely down for the adventure because being married to me is a huge adventure. You know, I came to him and told him I was going to leave my $55,000 corporate job to start my business. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, he was Go like, for um, are you <laughs> sure that this is what God, are you positive? <laughs> no, he was super surprised right. because at that point, you know, we had, you know, I, I would, I had faith. I've had faith for a lot of things that we have our home, our house. Like when God told us it was time to buy a house, I just kind of went forward in it and God provided, you know, when God told us it was time to buy cars and cash, yeah. we did, we've done it three times. And so he, he's, he's just kind of learned to come along with the rodeos in the adventures that we, that we have with God. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's really encouraging. So we know that you are a happily married woman. But before that happened, you mentioned that it was you and your daughter. There's a lot of moms like myself who um, are single, um, you know, whether we're waiting on God or, you know, whatever the circumstance is, what advice would you give as far as Um, What should that time of singleness look like? And looking back, is there anything that you would have done different from what you did in your singleness before you met your husband? So I love this question because I know that everything that me and my husband have been through in marriage is for a question like this. Um, I would, in my singleness, I did not take it for what it really was. And I actually, um, for this question specifically, I first want to read a um, a scripture that always comes to my mind in regards to what a single woman should be chasing in her singleness. Um, And it's, let me take a look. It's 1 Corinthians 7 and 34. Um, And I'm reading it out of the New King James Version. Mm -hmm. And it says, there is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. Um, Prior to being married, all I wanted to do was be married. (laughs) It was like once I came out of homosexuality, I was like, okay, great. Where's my husband? It was never take this time to become whole. Learn who you learn are. who you are. Figure out your identity. Like you know, what has God called you to? Because you know, one thing that I thought about recently was, okay, now that God is downloading His plans for you, don't you think it's important that you take into consideration what type of partner Absolutely. would you need? In order to fulfill the, you know, and it's funny because when you don't consider that everybody's an option. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I thank God that my, that my husband was who I was supposed to be with. Um, I always say that I married the right person in the wrong time um, because I was so anxious to be married. I was so anxious to be a wife. And I was so young when I got married, considering the ages people get married now, I was 24 you know, and I was a single mom and didn't want yeah. to do that. So that meant, you know, my daughter's dad really wasn't in her life. So that meant another man would be. So I just was looking at all the things that marriage, quote unquote, is and not realizing that because I wasn't completely who I needed to be to get married, that that was not the marriage I was going to walk into. Um, and so my first five years, I just celebrated five years. So let me just say that again. My first five years of marriage were a struggle because I was not, I did not have an, I, I did not have my full identity. I wasn't even the person that could, I could give myself completely to my husband. And, you know, um, I mentioned when we talked that two halves don't make a whole. So, you know, when the Bible says that when two people come together, they become mm-hmm. one. And I was coming into a marriage, not as one. 
yeah. in God's edition, one plus one is one. So in his edition as well, half plus yeah. half does not equal one as it does to us. It still equals whole. I mean, it still equals a half. And so, you know, so many people in today's time and in our society are yeah. so gone hold on getting married that they don't understand that when you get married and you say, I do, it's not like a, you know, God's not a magician and he doesn't give you everything you need for marriage at the moment that you say, I do at the altar. If you didn't come in with that in your marriage, you aren't going into it with it. So that means you're going to be in a marriage with two people who have expectations of what marriage yeah. looks like based on what movies they watched, right? <laughs> Based on whatever movies they watch, I was a uh, notebook type girl, you know, and I had this guy and, and then especially with what parents you have, you know, those, all those things form your idea and your perspective of what marriage is supposed to look like. Yeah. But if you don't seek the Lord for who you are and what you need as a person and who you need to be, not just what you need, but who you need to be for the person that God is going to put you with, um, then you are going to go into <laughs> right there y'all don't miss that girl yes, say it again, say it again girl who do you need to be bring. so you know you have to bring something as well and you want to bring your best yes. you want to bring you know every component of a marriage equals that so focus on who you need to be for the person that God is going to bring to be your better half be the better half you know don't be expecting Prince Charming yeah. and you over here you know not even measuring up, like be, be the whole woman that God right. like, take the time to heal you of your past wounds. Like I remember whenever, and I, you know, I thank God for all that we've gone through because it has purpose. It serves a purpose. There's nothing wasted. Um, but like when I would, I remember when me and my husband were preparing to get married, um, God was showing me something one day I was driving and he began to show me my heart. And, you know, you've got to remember that that's his son and you're his daughter. So you're both children of God. And when you view it that way, I would never have wanted, I would never want to present my child with something that's not complete, that has missing pieces to it. Like if I'm going to give you a toy, I want all the pieces to be intact, right? And so God wants the same thing for his sons and daughters in regards to their heart. And so he showed me my heart and even, and I didn't even pay attention to, I, I was, I wanted what I wanted so bad that I didn't even care. Um, and, um, you know, he showed me my heart with all these holes from yeah. the people that were not even supposed to have those pieces that I had given, you know, and that's why in your singleness, you know, as a single person, mm -hmm. I prayed a lot when it came to dating. I did not date. Um, I would find interest in someone and then I would pray about them. And because I had been hurt so much that I was not willing to take the time to get to know you to find out if you would hurt me. Because if I trust my relationship with God, then I yeah. know that he's going to reveal to me if you are the person that um, I'm supposed to date. And so leading up to my husband, um, there were many people that I found interest in that I would talk to the Lord about. And even before I got married, there was someone that I was such a good friend with, but I never took it to the next level. I always prayed. And I said, Lord, even if this guy is not, even though he fits everything on my list, Christian doing something for himself, you know, he looks like the guy. I remember yeah. the Lord told me in my prayer time, daughter, he's great, but he's not who I have for you. He belongs to someone else. He's great. He belongs to someone else though. And, you know, mm. um, <laughs> Oh, she just said another word. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Oh, you just said something that's very, very important because I think that as women who, you know, once lived in the world, like we got to catch certain things. You said that though you may find someone attractive who so happens to be a Christian, you know, he's you know, on mission with what God has for his life, he may not exactly. be the one that God has for you. That's somebody else's man. So I think that with that in the forefront of our mind, we have to be more cognizant Absolutely. of our interactions with each other. Like You should look at him as your brother in husband. Christ before you mm -hmm. look at him as my potential husband be he may exactly. not be your he husband, girl. He may belong to your home, girl. <laughs> because, because if you right, think about it, you <laughs> right, right. Pictures, you know, God didn't take three or four ribs out of Adam. He took one. 
And so if you understand okay. that and you believe Come that, on. then you, you don't go into um, wanting to be married thinking you have options because you don't. If we're doing it God's way, I always, I love, and, and you know, in some cultures they do arrange marriages. Why, why is God any different? He arranged Adam and Eve. And there's somebody specifically out there for people if you just seek him for it. You know, we want our choices. And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot. Right. You know, I have really amazing friends who chose for themselves. And 13 years later down the line, they still weren't the choice. And they're experiencing divorce now, gratefully, because there's a story in it. But what hap- yeah. what, how amazing would it be if as single women, we would take the time to say, Lord, Although I know that this guy is everything that I want. You know, when it came to that guy, I still have my journal entries. Journals are so awesome, you guys. If you don't have one, get one. Write your stuff down. Write your letters. I write a letter to the Lord when I journal. And I can go back to that time. And I see where I was really um, feeling this guy. And he was in another state. We were really great friends. But I told the Lord, my heart was set in a place that said I didn't want anything other than what he had for me. And the funny thing about me and my husband is that we didn't want each other. When we met each other, the very first thing I said, because I was, Mm. and again, I was praying and I was talking to my father as a girl who really wanted what he had for me. I really wanted to be happy. So when I met my husband and he friend requested me on Facebook, my, my prayer during that time in my life was Lord, I really want to be married. And I know that I don't need to be like being so anxious to be married. Can you send me a friend? that I could just be a friend with that I don't have to want to be married. You know, send my husband in a form of a friend where where we can just be friends. And yeah. that's exactly what he did with my husband. Yeah. And the funny thing is the very first thing I said when I met my husband was, oh, thank you, Jesus. I will never want to marry this man. The very, I swear to you, the Lord is my witness. I got in my <laughs> We had just met. We went to the same college. We met in person. And I was like, I will never want to marry this man. And I was cool with that because I had a friend that I didn't have an attraction to. Yeah. But God knew what he was doing when he connected us. And, and it's crazy because the guy that came right wow. before my husband, this is what, I mean, literally, you can think I'm crazy, but this is really what happened. Um, it was in February of 2013. Um, and at the time, I was really, really connected with this guy who we were really good uh-huh. friends. We were just friends. We never, we were both Christians. So we would never take it to the next level without praying about it and confirming that that was what the Lord wanted. Cause he, he, he was seeking purpose and I was seeking purpose too. Um, and so, um, I was writing in my journal yeah. and I told the Lord, Lord, we are really great friends. I really am attracted to this guy. However, if he is not the person you have for me, Lord, I'm okay with that. I will be okay with it. Take him out. But the amazing take thing him about out God is or that move him out the way. Step with that guy. He is one of me and my husband's really great friends. Did my maternity photos because we never took a step to ever explore anything other than friendship I never had to see well what if because I wasn't praying what if I was praying Lord what's your will not what if I wasn't trying to figure things out on my own again I really wanted what God had for me and this is exactly what the Lord told me at that time of my life he said I want you to stop talking to this person and I said, okay. And at this time I had gotten them a birthday mm. gift, you know, their birthday had just came and the Lord was like, I don't want you talking to them at all. I didn't even tell them happy birthday. I had sent them a gift and couldn't even, you know, I was obeying him and I didn't understand why, but at the moment that I said yes, and I obeyed yeah. him, I think it had to have been, that was on February 10th. I remember the journals cause I love going back to seeing the faithfulness of God. Um, it was like February 10th. And then on February 13th, I will never forget me and my husband began talking and although it was wow. out of, you know, even though we probably could have waited longer to get married, we were married by the end of that year. And so what would have happened had I, oh, oh no, girl, Y'all didn't waste we no were, time. we had been <laughs> talking in February by May. Um, we had decided and went to our pastor and let them know what our intentions were. And then, you know, now, now mind you again, I'm not telling you to go out and get married yeah. in six months because I didn't wait on God. I should have waited, but I thank God that everything <laughs> works together for my good. But you don't have to make that same mistake. You can wait for God's timing yes. because what God has for you will be for you. And you want you don't want to go through the first five years of my marriage. You Absolutely. know, don't look and say, oh, well, Sharina got married in, in that long and go do that for yourself because we're so bad about that in this society. 
no, wait for his timing. Because had I waited for his timing, yeah. those five years, the first five years of our marriage would have been completely different. Um, and I'm grateful for them because there's a story and God gets mm-hmm. so much glory out of it. But don't don't have to make that same mistake when you can wait right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So so it's Absolutely. really about like being fully submitted to, to God's timing. And um, one thing that I heard you say many, many times is that you are continuously praying through things. And so it's not like a one-time prayer. It is praying through or praying until God answers. Absolutely. Whatever it is that you're praying for. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, that's good. And one thing that I do want to mention, um, I was talking to another girlfriend of mine the other day. Um, I actually came on the worship um, at my church, and there was another guy on the worship team that was singing. And, you know, worship is something that is very special to me. And I think that worship is just very transparent and you're like naked before the Lord and you're just, you know, giving him glory and honor. And, you know, it's such an intimate thing. And anyway, something, I don't know what it was, but, you know, after worship practice, there was something about this that caught my eye and so I told one of my really close friends I was just like you know I've never paid attention to him before like never ever like he's not even my type and as we started kind of talking through it what God revealed to me is that you know what draws us to each other is the Christ that we see The anointing that we each carry as God's Absolutely. children Absolutely. is attractive, right? <laughs> you know, and so I just wanted to bring this up because just because somebody is a Christian and they seem to have everything you believe that you desire, let God be the final say as to whether or not they're the ones for you because after I prayed about it God was like no like absolutely not like he's no like no you know and and he showed me in that moment that it was just the anointing right (laughs) that really you know I was drawn to in that moment and so I just wanted to bring that up too um you know when yeah, when you choose a mate, it has to be so much more than um, titles. What's your baby? It has to be more like? than um, just the right, right. You know, the outward exterior. Um, yeah, it always comes back to purpose, and you know what kind of mate would complement what I'm called to do, who I'm called to be. You know, imagine if Sharina's husband. Um, you know, was not open at all to entrepreneurship. Like what hell would she be in right now? You know, like how hard would it be for her to say yes to God with him not even being open? You know, that's what, you know, to that being what God has called her to. So, yeah, so you, you really shared so many jewels, like literally I'm going to have to re-listen and take notes, girl, because I'm in my season of singleness. And, um, you know, I'm praying through and I recently was like, God, like, I just would really love a friend I can read the Bible with. Like, I don't want to date. I don't like I will wait until you my husband. Like, that's how bad I want the right person. Um, But just hearing like your story and the fact that you were praying through um, it's really, really encouraging. And I'm going to start journaling. That's one thing that I don't do that it's I will amazing. now and, do. And I want to share this one piece real quick that I'm remembering. And I feel led to share that. Um, I knew like my husband had come around in my life, um, like in the very beginning of my walk. And so I had 
gone off in a stray. I had went and got pregnant. And even like the Lord had already told me that I'm going to give you this man as your husband one day. Um, and I had did all these different things that, you know, could have really, um, you know, cause us not to be together, but because God's plan was so absolute and he was serious about what he told me, it didn't matter. And it was years later that we had reconnected. Um, probably, but there was maybe about two or three years in between us meeting from the time that I told him I would never want to marry him. And we became really close and friends and stuff like that from reconnecting. So there was yeah. a time in between our friendship that we were not connected. And there was actually a time when we didn't even like each other. We couldn't even stand each other. He could not stand me. Wow. And so I just say that to say, even if it doesn't look like what God told you, told you a long time ago, don't think that he's not faithful to what he has told you or that whatever promises, not even just marriage, but that even if it doesn't look like what God said, don't think that he's not faithful yeah. because he is in all things, in all things, wow. husband, business, children, family, purpose, yeah. everything. If we will just wait on him. Don't go get your own yeah. um, promise, like like Ishmael. Don't go do that. So, I love that. Don't go get your Don't go promise. get it. Just wait for his. His is better, I promise, because the enemy has something out there for you to take, and it's going to look real close, and it's yeah. going to look, and that's with everything, not just marriage. He's got a counterfeit, but don't take it. Wait for the promise. Wait for the real thing. Wait for the thing that's going to sustain and remain, regardless of what comes and what goes. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being transparent and honest. Um, I just want to pray before um, we close out. I pray that everybody that hears this podcast, that you receive something that truly blesses your spirit, something that um, causes you to want to grow closer to God, because ultimately that's what it's about like he's the one that has all the answers he's the one that can comfort you in a way that not even your sister can um you know we can try to um but he gets to the core of who we are and so heavenly father i thank you so much for your daughters i thank you so much especially today for sharina for her obedience for her willingness to share and to pour out on this podcast, I pray that you continue to cover her and her family and every single thing that you've um, assigned to their lives, oh God. Lord, I pray for even those areas of her heart that um, she may worry or struggle or um, be pressing through right now, Lord God, that your, your strength be made strong in every one of her weaknesses, Lord God. I thank you so much for... Um, her spirit, Lord God, I pray that she never shies away from who it is that you've called her to be, no matter what room she's in, no matter who's standing in her face, Lord God, she always remains um, your daughter, Lord God, she always remains herself. Lord, we thank you so much for the plans that you have for her children, oh God. Yes, God, we thank you so much that you gave them the right set of parents, that you've um, connected the right village to continue to rear them up in your ways, oh God. And so we just thank you for all of the mommies that are listening to the podcast that will listen to this podcast one day. And we ask that you continue to um, do the work in them, oh God, that you've already begun. Lord, thank you that you are committed to us to the end. And it is in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Shari. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. So, um, thank you again for joining the podcast. I can't wait for you to come back on the podcast um, and we can talk about what God has done since this time speaking. Um, but yeah, it has been a pleasure talking to you and um, we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So thank you guys for listening to Hey Mom, Hey Podcast. We'll talk to you later. Bye.